we were so micro focused on tech and tools, which was really important. We all needed to learn, but I felt like there was this much deeper conversation that I was hungry to have and really like having like talking and getting to know people and what's driving you and what's the legacy that you want to build. And, um, what are you seeing in the industry as challenging and how can we improve? And, you know, just sort of that more of that values based conversation. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Join us as we get the stories of the leaders in the real estate industry. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, episode 230. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. As I say, it's how we continue to grow this little corner of the internet. And today, I'm heading back to my second favorite country. I hope I'm not offending her. Canada. So we've had so many guests from Canada on the show. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun because I've known our guest uh, for at least a decade. We met originally through the Inman crowd, which where a, a lot of my guests have come from. Uh, and she's now working with a very big company. So we're talking about Terry Conrad. Uh, Terry is now with Zilla Group in Canada. And I can't wait to talk to her about What's going on? Uh, because it's relatively new up uh, up in the Great White North, and so we have a nice conversation about that. Terry, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Oh, I'm really honored to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun because we go way back. As I said, I want you to talk about um, how how important Inman's been in your career because I know for oh, me, wow. it's opened so many doors and, and and made this podcast even better with so many connections. How how has it worked out for you? I mean, it's so cliche, right? Like we've talked about how it's all about the connections and for me, especially. So I used to sell out in the Fraser Valley here, just out of Vancouver. And years ago, we had nothing here, right? We had very little industry news. We had very few events. And for someone just starting in their career in real estate, it was like, you know, where else can you go to learn? And especially because back then it was all sort of the front end of social technology was starting to really play an important Important role in building your business. And so it for me, it was so wildly important. And then of course, I got to connect with some pretty, pretty cool people who like, you know, run the number one podcast, <laughs> things like that. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it really was. I, you know, there, it started with Katie and then Laura and, and, and Chris Smith was part of that as well earlier. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's great. I want to, let's talk a little bit about where you live. Uh, I know you live in Vancouver proper, but you, you said you Fraser the area you work. That's just kind of, is that, let's say Southeast of Vancouver? Yeah. It's just across a river. It's okay. uh, so the way that Vancouver's laid out is where the multiple municipalities attached to each other. So if you were driving, you wouldn't really notice the difference. We're about, it was about 40 minutes just outside of Vancouver. I've been to downtown Vancouver twice, um, 86 and 87. So it's been a long time since I've been back. But even back then, it it really impressed me. It felt like I was in a almost like a European city, uh, a different feel than any other big city in, in the States, even on the West Coast. It doesn't even, even San Francisco didn't really compare. So tell me, tell me about your city. Tell me why it's so cool. Oh, so I'm actually originally born and raised in Calgary. So I'm a prairie girl born and raised for the first half of my life. But I, I, I actually came. It's so funny that you said it was Expo 86 was the year you were here. That was when I came over my high school, my last year in high school, we came over as a group for a day trip. And it was early, I guess it was, I think it was April 
or something like that. And it was so green and beautiful and the water and the mountains. And so, yeah, we, we are nestled in a, like right on the um, Pacific coastal mountains. And then we have this beautiful sort of ocean front. We have a lot of water in and around the city. Very, very beautiful city. I, I love this town. Really, really cosmopolitan, right? Like a diverse group of people um, kind of populating that downtown area. Oh my gosh, we are so diverse here. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just beautiful. I, you know, Stanley Park. Um, I even went to a. I think it was at the time. It would have been the Canadiens was the name of the minor league team that played in Vancouver. <laughs> so that's, Let's go that's back. going. That's yeah. going way back. Never, yeah, that's too far. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now, I, I'm pretty sure, like most of my guests, that you had your sights set on something other than real estate as you got out of school. Am I right with that? So funny story. I went back to school as an old lady. I think I was like in my early 30s when All I went right. back and I did a radio broadcasting diploma. That was where I was going. I, hence, the podcast was sort of an evolution of that sort of era of my life. But yeah, yeah it was like I was a housewife. I was my kids. My kids were at home, and I was like, I just want to have fun and learn about you know broadcasting. I had actually done journalism um, when I was quite a bit younger, and had written briefly for a paper in Calgary. So I sort of had that little the marketing journalist writing production side under my belt. And actually, fun fact: way back in the day, I worked on. Parliament Hill, where our like the capital of Canada for our our, um, our federal government, and uh, I used to do original curating back in the day before things were digital. I used to cut out newspaper clippings and tape them full scap and send those back to our premier as packages, and that's how we used to curate the news back in the day. So you know everything comes full circle, right? I I did that for the Super Bowl in 1988. No found way. articles about the Super Bowl and had to create scrapbooks so they had this record, this history. And that totally that's that's great. That's I love this. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I just put two and two together. Calgary, early eighties. You're talking sweet spot for Gretzky. I mean, this was oh. the flames. This was your thing, right? Oh, totally. Yes. <laughs> So Gretzky was Oilers. We had um, like the Flames. We used boxing. You were just up the you were just up the road from them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Down, just yeah. down, just down. Or just down the road. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calgary, then up to Edmonton. That's right. Yeah. So you were right there when all that was happening. And was there a big rivalry between the Flames and the Oilers? Oh, oh, still is. Yeah. Okay. Very, very strong rivalry. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That was cool. I I just had to bring that up. The timing (laughs) was just right. So somehow we got to get you in real estate. How does that happen? Yeah. So um, again, I I had been at home with my kids for many years and it was, I was just ready to get into the professional world. I come from professionals um, and it was like, "Hmm, how's that going to happen? And real estate was the obvious answer for me. I have lawyer parents and teacher friends. And so I just thought this is perfect for me. Like, you know, everybody and their dog says, well, I love real estate and it's true, but I used to grow up on driving around with my parents all the time on Sundays is what we would do for fun is we would just look at real estate. We would go through open houses. My parents were um, investors as well. And so just sort of was a natural part of my evolution. And for me, it was an interesting time, like here in the Fraser Valley in Vancouver, things were really hopping along. Um, I, I was fascinated by how in, real estate is one of our key economic indicators. Like it's massive for Canada. And, and so just to be part of something that was truly meaningful was a draw for me. So how long were you actually um, uh, selling real estate? How long did that part of your career last? 
seven years full-time okay. selling. Um, it was sort of the evolution. So again, the tie into the early social media days and my sort of marketing slash broadcasting journalism background, it was so natural for me to just slide into that opportunity. I saw it very clearly. I, I joke now, like if I were to start today doing the kind of social that I did then, nobody <laughs> would pay any attention to me at all. But back then it was crickets, right? So you have an opportunity to really stand out and that was how I was able to really grow my network and gain business share pretty early out of the gate. Um, I started with a meetup. Uh, do you remember meetup.com? So I used to yeah. bring out speakers to my meetups out in the Fraser Valley because everyone out there, like entrepreneurial, didn't have sort of the um, access to real education. And so it was my way of building network. I grew that, I grew that um, meetup group to nearly... 600 members ended up passing it on. Yeah, it became sort of an asset that I actually gave away at one point. But so it was really powerful for me. That that early, we call it the RE.net, right? Those Mm -hmm. early group of adopters, right? And it it felt really heavy on the West Coast in general. Totally. If I remember that right. Yeah. From Phoenix to LA and all the way up in Vancouver that you had all these people that were kind of getting the hang of it early while being told by all the old timers in the business, oh, that's just a fad. It's never going to work, right? Isn't that the truth? It was the sort of those active rain days where we were reading a lot of <laughs> blogging. I remember reading Jeff Turner's blog about yep. values. And I was like, oh, I love this. It's so amazing. Yeah. And now you see Jeff on a semi-regular basis, right? At events and, pretty much. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk about eventually striking out on your own as a consultant, because that's, you know, that's a big step. It's uh, you're already, it's a big step to be a realtor because um, there's, you know, no, there's no base pay. It's all fully commission based, but it seems like it's even a bigger step to go, okay, I'm going to do this thing where I'm going to then try to help people with their business. Talk about going out on your own that way. Yeah. Geez. You know, and it's, and it's so cliche too. these like those who can't you know go and teach. Right. So that's the joke. I, the truth is, is it's just, it was a natural progression. Like, you know how sometimes life happens to you and just sort of like end up following along because the opportunities present. So that was sort of my, my trajectory where where I got tapped kind of early on agent reboot. Remember Nicole Nicolay? She had asked me to come and start speaking on the agent reboot. I did a couple of those and uh, it was, I just sort of got the attention of some people and I had people coming to me more and more often asking for my advice and asking for how did you do this? And how did you do that? And um, it was really mostly along I, I ended up training primarily on a couple of different veins, mostly uh, digital marketing and then sort of business development. Like how do you, how did you grow your business? And, and I, I think the passion for the industry that never goes away for, for those of us who are diehards, right? Like it's just, you, you want to see people succeed. You want to help them if you can. Now, I've been accused of maybe not, not being a true businesswoman because my heart was just like, well, I'm just going to help them. Cause you know, but it's this, it's this idea that to be perfectly honest with you, it was, it was, a, it was a struggle. I'm not gonna lie. Like you know, driving that was not an easy thing to do. Um, in that the people that need your help the most were the people that truly didn't have a lot of extra dollars. Right. And I think this is true for so many people. I mean, our poor industry gets hit 
over and over and over again, right? Like we are vendor heavy because yeah. there's so many agents that, you know, they get all these different vendors hitting them. And of course, having been an agent, I knew how, especially if you're starting out, how nickel and dimed you are and how you're watching every penny and where do you really need to invest your dollars. And so it was sort of a, it was a bit challenging to find my place in that marketplace. But I did, I did have some core clients that I, I, I worked with on the coaching side in terms of business development marketing. And then I also did what we called the brand quest piece of things where we were, were, I was working with a creative and we were actually building out full um, brands for our clients too. So that was, that was rewarding. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah definitely ups and downs though, right? Oh, abs- <laughs> I mean, it's just, the t- yeah, absolutely. You start Agent Quest, right? Yeah, it yeah. Literally, literally a quest to elevate the brand of the real estate industry. Yeah. Way to way to start with something small, Terry. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so so that, that that's a very lofty goal. Um, talk about where that idea came from. Well, I mean, it was I marinated in the raise the bar mindset, right? And so, and I'm a I'm a believer. I'm a believer in... Look, there was two sides to this. There was the... I love these people. Everyone that I met inside this industry, most specifically the Inman crew, like just that 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 group of people that were leading edge, were truly working on raising the bar, making a much better consumer experience. That whole idea, I think it was 1000 Watt who talked about they aren't just leads, you know, they're people. Yeah. And, just, and then Jeff Turner and his values conversations. And we were talking about back in the day, we were talking about, you know, just trust and how the consumer was really struggling to trust us and not understanding all of the different elements and components that came into the... Co- just the, you know, there's so many um, complexities inside any real estate deal. And how does that work? And when you haven't done a deal for, you know, or you haven't sold a property rather for, you know, several years, and maybe it's like learning it all over again. And then you add all these layers of new technology and everything else that was going on, it was getting rather complicated. And my mother heart, like I'm a mom at heart first, I can't help my dang self. And I just wanted to like, sort of make it okay for everybody. It's like, we can work together, we can rebuild trust, we can empower the consumer at the same time. And so I did see it as sort of a quest. I like that a lot. Uh, You also at the same, around the same time, or maybe just thereafter, become a podcaster. (laughs) <laughs> like a really early podcaster, right? There weren't a yeah. lot of people. I'm thinking of Agent Caffeine was around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with Kelly, right? Yeah. Kelly, yeah, Kelly Mitchell. And um, but there really wasn't a whole lot going on in that space. So you yeah. had come up with conversations that matter. Yeah. By the way, conversations is like if you someone made me pick my favorite word in real estate is conversations, right? I, it, I leads, know. it leads to a ton of success, right? Yeah, exactly. So talk about getting that going, how that was. Any chance of it coming back? I don't know. This is so fun. I haven't done this for such a long time. And you're reminding me of why I loved it. So, I mean, this is it, right? Like, I don't even care if anybody listens to this. The fact that we get to sit down and just chat it out. And like, you're reminding me of all the things that I loved and what I did, which is kind of fun. Conversations that matter. So back when I started that, I guess it's about five, six years ago. It was really, it was really about 
everyone, we were so focused on tech and tools. We were so micro focused on tech and tools, which was really important. We all needed to learn, but I felt like there was this much deeper conversation that I was hungry to have and really like having like talking and getting to know people and what's driving you and what's the legacy that you want to build. And, um, what are you seeing in the industry as challenging and how can we improve? And, you know, just sort of that more of that values based conversation, that's what really gets me going. That's how I, that's how I think you connect in a meaningful way when you really start to peel back the layers and understand what drives somebody. And so I wanted to get to know the the people and honestly was selfishly motivated. I just wanted to talk to people that I really admired and trusted and believed in and was learning from. Um, And it was a great excuse to get into it. So that's absolutely why I started this one. So I guess I did steal your idea. But I, <laughs> it's it's the exact same thing. I I don't know how to say this. In the, I'm super curious, right? Yeah. And just trying to find out where people come from and what was almost everybody did something before they got in this business. Almost. Yeah. Let's right. Say of the 230 episodes, five people knew they're going to be a realtor while they were in junior high, right? Oh wow! Yeah, amazing. Five family, so they knew they were going to be there. Right. But for the most part, it's, it's, it's these backstories, which I spend a lot of time on, which some people who listen to the podcast go, you, you, you spend too much time on their background. You don't talk too much about marketing. I go, there's a million marketing podcasts. Go find those. Amen. When you want to get a story and have a conversation with somebody, come check out the real estate sessions. It's much I easier. love it. So, yeah. I love it. Well, we, there's a, a real big change in your life happens in 2018. So let, this is, we're going to spend some time talking about this. You joined okay. Zillow Group. Yeah. And, I and, did. They expanded their presence in, presence in Canada right about that time, I think, right? So yeah. let's let's talk about um, what the challenge was or how it, first of all, you know, why Canada? I, I think it makes sense to me. There's a lot of people up there. Um, and two, you know, how, how did Zillow handle that? Because it's definitely different, right? Selling real estate is different in Canada than, than it is in the States. Yeah, so I'm told. <laughs> so it's funny. So it, it was just, again, it's another one of those full circle moments. I remember Jay Thompson getting hired, mm-hmm. like however many years ago that was, like seven years ago now. 2012, yeah. Exactly. I remember him. I remember him saying the privilege that it was for him to get to work with so many smart people. And of course, again, like because I followed so many Inman people, American friends of ours in the industry, you know, Zillow was top of everyone's conversation for so long. And I was incredibly jealous that there was all this data um, that you people were getting that we just simply didn't have here. We have our board stats, which are very minimal, but really we didn't have any sort of consumer stats. We didn't have anything that was sort of, you know, let, let we could leverage and scale and use in our own businesses. And so it was um, just fascinating to watch again, because we feel we have felt, I have felt that we are five to 10 years behind typically in terms of evolution of the industry. Um, so adopting technology, like just e-signatures came in that much slower. Social, we were that much slower. We're just that little bit behind. I think that that window is tightening because of social and publishing and our ability to access information that we hadn't had before. If you weren't a conference person back then, you might be oblivious somewhat. But because of the world now, I think, I think that window is tightening. Right. And so 
cut to today, I was referred to the job as we so Zillow wanted to open up in Canada for a number of reasons, primarily, a lot of American shoppers who have been conditioned now right to the digital journey, and I'm able to access and search for whatever I want. And we, you know, the world getting smaller and smaller and borders sort of being erased. So this global village idea, it's not it was not a stretch for me in my imagination that Canada would be a natural partner. And, and clearly, um, you know, I, I have Errol Samuelson, who's our chief industry director here in, in my office in Yaletown. He lives right here in Vancouver. And so obviously, for him, it would, it was great to have uh, Zillow here in Canada. But really, it's just a natural progression. And I, I this is Terry talking, not Zillow, I'll get my hand slapped if I say that. But but I, I mean, I would love to see wouldn't it be fun to be able to like, look at properties all around the world? I mean, I think yeah. that would be kind of amazing. I don't see that anytime in the immediate future. But hopefully one day, that will be something that we'll be able to do. Right. No, I, I I believe that. You talked about Jade. It, it brings to mind for me, there have been quite a few colleagues have kind of entered the Zillow universe, right? When you think about the different people who have had some time there, whether, you know, Brett Calthart for a little while and Sunny yeah. Lake Han's there now. And That's right. there's a few others I'm not naming. And every single one of them talks about the, the culture, the environment, just what it's like. And you, I see you shaking your head like, like, this is amazing. So talk about what that feels like. Oh man. So, you know, yeah, like I'm like probably the, the dumbest one in the room, but they say you're supposed I have to be somewhat smart enough to have known that that was a good idea to join, <laughs> to put myself in that situation. <laughs> so, I mean, I literally work with the most extraordinary people that I have the deepest respect for who are pulling me up literally. Like I have had to level up in a way that I can't even express just the, you know, so learning enterprise level organization structure and just how do we communicate seamlessly and how do we, what are the different processes? Just things like that was a whole new eye-opening ballgame for me. But the people behind it, so we talk about our core principles. We are marinating in that every single day where I, I actually get goosebumps when I think about it. I love that we live by the values that we teach all the time. And so we, we talk about turning on the light and we talk about the power of the team and we talk about leading, uh, owning it, like owning your, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, like take ownership of it and really make that happen. And it's like, we do not pass the buck. We do not look behind. We do not make excuses. We look where we can lean in and improve a situation. And everyone on my team models that for me all the time. Uh, it's a remarkable team environment. It's very collaborative. I can't, I, I can't say enough positive things about it. I, I have just literally, I've improved. I am a different person than I was before I started this job. Absolutely. I think, I, I think I'm a little bit remiss in not asking exactly what your role is. So let's oh, lay that out for everybody too. <laughs> right. I am director of broker relations for Zillow Group in Western Canada. So my job is right now, as we open up Canada, I'm going broker to broker and saying, Hey, do you want to partner with us and have your listings marketed for free on Zillow? And then created a path through all the different boards across the most of the big boards across the country. We now have that path created for any of the brokers who want to opt in. Right. And so it was it was it was it different in the States with that? Like it, they, there was not was. this broker by broker. It was it just went down to the MLS and made that happen. But in yeah. Canada, it's different. 
That's exactly right. Well, I mean, the, the beautiful thing about as we open up Canada is we many of the early mistakes that Zillow made in the U.S. We've learned from that, and we are absolutely rolling it out in a different way. And here, we are very, we are very organic. We are very committed to our partner relationships. I get to say that and mean it, which is kind of awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's great. You've worked with hundreds, if not thousands, of agents over the years, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people and in mm-hmm. a lot of different roles. If you could snap your fingers and just fix a common thing that you saw all the time that just really irritated you, what would it be? Oh, geez. I know it's one thing. I know it's tough. I, there's so many. Oh, so, okay. I think honestly, I think probably my number one, my number one thing that I would fix or uh, change or improve or whatever, yeah. I, I think is the faith, right? It's, it's, it's this, it's a mindset thing more than anything else where I would say, if everyone came into this game with a win-win attitude and a, and a, and a basic faith of things are working out for me and that as I, and if, and if my, if, if I'm, I'm truly trying to get the best possible outcome for everyone involved, that I truly, truly believe uh, deals would be smoother. Careers would be more productive. There would be less fear and angst. There would be healthier agents. I just think that one change would shift so many things. So because we can't do that, Terry, because that would be awesome if we get every realtor to have that mindset Mm -hmm. with all the stuff, with all this technology, with all these new players in the industry, you know, is Zello being one of them? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, the fact that it's not the 80-20 rule in real estate. I really feel it's closer to 90-10 or 95-5. It's really scary, you know, how much business is being done by so few. Mm. Are we going to see fewer realtors in the future just because natural selection is going to say, you know, the people that are doing at this high level are going to continue to grow their business. And it's going to, it's a zero sum game. There's only about 5.5 million transactions in the States. I'm not sure about that number in Canada, but it doesn't seem to vary very much. (laughs) And am I on track with something there? Like we're going to see a little bit of a thinning uh, of the... I mean, so again, back to me being the mom in the industry right. where I want to just give everyone a hug and say it's going to be great and make it all okay. I, I think reality says that there is going to be a natural culling. Um, I think the progression of technology and the, the accelerated pace of change and the, the it's just the complexities of the business I find are just getting more and more. And so for those who thought that they were just going to come in, I mean, let's be honest, it is the most expensive hobby you can have. And if you're not producing, uh, I don't know how people maintain their licenses and more to that. I mean, just as, you know, especially in, in markets like mine where, you know, it's incredibly pricey. Why I would work with an agent, and by the way, I, I still did when I bought my condo downtown, I still worked with a local agent who I knew here because she knows the market. She knew the buildings. She had that knowledge and that expertise. And I, I don't see the agent going away, but I do see the inexperienced sort I hate to use the word part-time, but you know, not not doing a lot of volume means you don't have as much knowledge or experience or your finger might not be on the pulse of exactly what's going on this moment. Right. Um, and I think that does become incredibly important you know, as we move forward. And then and then just how you operate the business. So, you know, I've had conversations recently where I was 
is this, is this a job or is this a business that you're building? And I mean, full confession, I don't, I don't know that I built a business. I definitely had a job uh, where I was busy and working hard. But I think, you know, if you're going to continue, you have to have a business mindset. You have to have strong structure in place to continue to evolve and grow and have something that you can, you know, sell at the end of the day. Yeah, completely agree. Right. Yeah. I think, um, that thing is that database of these people who just know, like, and trust. If you've heard that phrase a million times, yes, um, I have. it means everything. Yeah. Well, like, let me, um, I'm going to wrap this up because I've had you here the 30 minutes. I appreciate your time. And I want to ask you the same final question I've asked every guest on the podcast since Jay Thompson back in 2015. Right. And that's what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just starting? Ooh, um, Okay. Tearing it down. My brand spanking new, new baby agent just starting out, I would say align yourself with somebody established in this business who's done a lot of volume and understands how to structure well right out of the gate. That's probably my number one. That that. That and talk to Bill Risser. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, great, great. Um, she was just kidding there. If you're listening, uh, so let first of all, uh, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way, Terry? Yeah, absolutely. So on social, probably Terry Conrad. Very simple. Or um, yeah, that's probably easiest. Terry with a T E R I. T E R I Conrad you can find uh, me everywhere. Perfect. Uh, first of all, I thank you so much for your time. It really was. I was so excited to get to chat with you. And I, my, my apologies for waiting so long to get you on the show because um, I've, I've, I've admired you from afar, the things you were doing and, and how you were always kind of making that progression. It was just so much fun to watch. So thank oh, you so much for your time. Thank you. I'm truly honored. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. To leave a review or rating, go to ratethispodcast.com slash RE Sessions. You can also subscribe to the podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. Finally, you can go to therealestatesessions.com and subscribe to our email newsletter and be notified whenever a new episode is released.